feelings, 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 feelings. We constantly don't want to bring up our feelings when it comes to the internet and social media. Why do you think it's so important? And you're definitely a proponent of this, right? You're always pushing yeah. to talk about it and release it. Why is it so yeah. important? Well, and I love that you say that because as um, a marketer myself, you know, and I learned that's a skill, right? We're not born with marketing skills, but I really had to learn to really understand, like before I even gave content, how do I want the person to feel? What do I want them to know? And then what do I want them to do? And I say that in that context because, you know, why is feeling so important? Because the truth is, we are all, um, all behaviors are emotional, right? All behaviors are emotional. They're not intellectual. One of the biggest things that I see that people struggle with is they think what's stopping them is in their head, like it's an intellectual issue. Now, I'm not saying that the intellect then doesn't get thrown off, but how many people get triggered, stopped every single time something happens that they react to something and they go into this emotional feeling place and then they get into this self-sabotaging pattern and they can't get out of it, mm -hmm. right? And, and I, that's why I say it without any judgment, but if you don't have a model, I know I didn't. If, I, if, you, if we don't have a model for what does it really look like when we want something to happen, we want a result, but something happens that we get stopped by and we don't know what to do with it. And then we go into this emotional tailspin. If we don't learn how to actually overcome that, we don't have a model of what does it look like to get through the success, the success of that experience. We think the only way to deal with it is either to react and attack or defend and defend or like tolerate and avoid. Have you noticed that, Mira? Oh, yeah. Like it's either this way or this way. There's no in between. Like as if there's no way to get to the success on the other mm -hmm. side. Like no matter what, if this is an internal wall, like it's either I'm going to have to attack them, defend them, justify why I'm going to be aggressive, I'm going to dominate them, or I'm going to go down here and I'm going to then avoid, uh, tolerate, submit, you know, um, it's amazing, but we don't have a model. So the way to get to this side, the success side, which is what people don't have a model for, I actually coach these skills, but the fastest way for somebody to just find it is the way to get over there from where they are is you're going to have to get curious. Mm. It's get the curious. opposite. Yeah. You're going to have to get curious. Hmm. What is it that I don't see? Like, it's always in our blind spot. See, the reason why the very word react is to act again. So when we're reacting hmm. in a feeling, when we're reacting, we're actually acting again from a past trauma. Wow, this is deep. This is deep. <laughs> I have like a little vision here in my mind and I'm not supposed to. <laughs> no, no, you no, are because just, it know. goes to the mind when you're going to yeah. see things. But like, think of a time, think of it, like watch how this plays. Cause you're going to, this is going to be really life changing. Think of something that every day that, or, or happens often where you get triggered. Just okay. give me one thing and I'm going to show you how it's all tied to something totally different. So tell me one thing, just give us the idea of the scenario. What happens? <laughs> I mean, my fiance is going to hate me, but anytime I hear anything about wedding planning. Okay, perfect. So when, when you hear, perfect, because when you hear that, 
what does wedding planning mean to you? Like what comes up for you in an emotional feeling place that you're like, ah, what is that? Uh, going to see more vendors and sitting through more meetings and looking at more flowers. Okay, good. Exactly. Right. So that brings up this feeling of like somehow, uh, and you're not, I want you to be your words, but can you feel like somehow you feel like there's a, a contraction or a restriction of your freedom? Like you're going to have to do this thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To an extent, as much as I want to enjoy the whole process. Yeah. At time, yeah. I definitely feel it. Okay. And there's nothing wrong. There's no judgment because whatever you're feeling is what you're feeling. But what I want to show you is now watch from your earlier trauma. Now go back into your life. What is the earliest time, the very first time you remember, like watch this, how like before you had an experience, you didn't even know you could have a bad experience. You were a little kid. You trusted yourself. You trusted others. You trusted life. And then something happens that you never thought could happen before. What was that? What was that that happened? Uh, I finally traveled, I guess. I don't know. Uh, okay. Maybe fine. I finally, finally went away somewhere. Okay. I got shut down. Okay. Right someone. there. Yeah. Okay. So when you get, so like when that happens, right, let's say you got shut down, like, and yeah. if it was a parent or something, they told you, yeah. you can't, you know, you got shut down. Can you rejected. feel that that, do you feel rejected? Is that what that is? Did you just say? Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was the feeling, I guess. That you made it feel like they rejected you. Yes. So can you see that inside of when you're being asked to go do these things that you're afraid that if you express something different and because it, fe it feels like you're, you have to tolerate this, you are afraid if you express something different, you're going to feel that you're being rejected again. Oh man, you, 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 you hit this like, right. It's kind of scary how you hit this right in the dot. I know. Like, ah, I know. Wow. <laughs> I, I hope know. she doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's not really about her. Like where we're letting her, where we're letting her off the hook in the sense it really isn't about her. It's you hitting up against your own trauma, right? Because yeah. all judgment, like all fear of like what, like projection, all whatever she's going to say, the fear of her rejection is literally a projection of your own trauma. So the yeah. truth is she's off the hook. It's really actually does not have to do with her. It's all here. It's all you. But see where there's an emotional set point, like where you're like, oh my gosh, now, now I want to show you something because, and I'm, I'm a visual person. Before so it's you easy. show this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me. Mia Hewitt. Yeah, live here on the Boss to Boss show. Be sure to check her out. Uh, yeah. We're already we're already getting into crazy, awesome, knowledgeable things. So <laughs> if you want to find out more, check out miahewitt.com. That's M-I-A-H-E-W-E-T-T.com, as well as her Facebook, Mia Hewitt Official. And and right now at the moment, she's giving away actually a free uh, free book, right? Meant. Yeah, meant for more. Like how to stop secretly struggling. And really have this real power that I'm talking about. Like when we show you how to get to the other side and how to be successful, then you really know what it is to never. When I start showing you these things, the coolest thing ever, when I learned these things myself, I realized what it meant to really have power, like real power. Mm -hmm. You know, we think in society, we think the people who have the most amount of money are the ones with the power. Oh, yeah. But I've, I grew a multi-million dollar company. 
right? Like I've done that and I'm doing it again online now, but I've done that in a brick and mortar business. And I will tell you the funniest thing to me because I grew up poor and then I, you know, decided I was going to do whatever it took to be successful. What's fascinating to me is I didn't realize back then that you can become really wealthy in survival. Please, please explain. Yeah. So like, okay. So there are many people that, okay. So the very thing, like, let's say for instance, if you, like if this was your experience of yeah. life and you got, you felt shut down and rejected, there are many people, this thing can be the motivator that will have you be successful, but you've never healed this. So it drives you, right? Like I got to prove I'm good enough. I got to prove. So, right? so those people at the top and, and the majority are like this, right? There are very few. I've, I've met very few. Maybe I've met one, like uh, Bill Gates is probably the closest one that I could tell you that doesn't live in survival mode right. that he's, that is at the top. No, but um, I can tell you who I've met personally, the, the, but I know of him because I, I'm close friends with someone who's close friends with him. Okay. Um, but Bill, um, I'll tell you another one that I know personally. So Jeff Hoffman is the billionaire. There's two actually, and they actually happen to be both billionaires. One, and I know them personally, Je, um, Jeff Hoffman, who is the co-founder of Priceline.com. Mm -hmm. And Martin Franklin, who used to own the Jardin Corporation, so it was a conglomerate of companies like Yankee Candle, Coleman's. He sold it to Rubbermaid, um, like maybe five, six years ago, for fourteen point three billion. Both of those men are not in survival mode. Both of them, when they make decisions, they're not coming from. And people could argue, yeah, but Mia, they've got billions. Yes, but I, I if we look at just in our com in our country. And this is not a political comment, but if you look at Donald Trump and how he operates from survival and doesn't matter how much money he has, you'll start to see what I'm talking about. The way, like what I used to think is like, I didn't, I used to think, I grew up poor. So I, I used to look at wealthy people and I had these things about them. I used to think that, well, um, we were good people and we didn't have any money. We were really hungry. Mm -hmm. And so like, how is it that, you know, good people don't have money? And I would ask these questions. And so through my own listening to other people complain about people with money, I made decisions that if, if you were wealthy, you must be a bad person. Naturally. Yeah. Like I it was an assumption I made. Right. So it was like, and then I thought I had to choose when I was starting to grow my company. I had to, I thought I had to choose between being a good person or a bad person. And I really had an inner turmoil over this because I was like, I don't want to be those greedy people. And I don't want to be okay. How many people struggle with this? I heal all that. Right. Because um, I've healed it in myself, but this is what people come to me all the time. And they're in this inner turmoil of like struggle between like these like beliefs they have, which create feelings and emotionals that they don't want to feel, right? Which is why we're going, oh, this is all tied to your feeling conversation. So it's like, how do you, because they don't have a model to heal first what's in their way and the misunderstanding to then get to the, to the success side. Go ahead. So, so what you were saying, I yeah. guess I just want to clear it up. So like with uh, Jeff Hoffman, for example, yeah, um, or Bill Gates, uh, what they so they kind of show they kind of have almost no like the feelings are so suppressed like they got past it all that it doesn't even affect them whereas someone like Trump um, I'm just putting an example out there 
he'll still be on the an ego. He's totally an ego to surviving about it or yeah. constantly go back and forth about things. Yeah. Anybody Whereas, watch all these people you admire, watch mm -hmm. anytime they get triggered. So this is, if this is, if this is the internal wall, when they yeah. get triggered, we either go here to superior, and this is every human being. So I'm not judging them. I really want to yeah. make sure I put that in this space because I don't have any judgment in any of it. I no. used to do this. <laughs> So superiority ego, right? We got superiority ego up here, which is means we try to become when we hit an internal wall where we don't believe we can get to the success on the other side. We then what we do is we try to become more than human, mm -hmm. right? Like I got to be better than you. That's all that. Why? You know, I got to beat you down. You know, you've got, I've got to, you know, be, you're my competitor. Like all that kind of stuff comes from this belief. And then, or we go this way which is where we try to avoid defend, you know, like, so this would be, um, it's superiority ego. This is inferiority ego. Okay. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? But the truth is either way we have no power. Like he doesn't have power. Like it, he doesn't get results. The fastest way I re always remember that conversation that Ronald Reagan had with Gorbachev. Um, I'm aging, I'm showing my age here. Um, when how they, they, um, you know, came to a meeting that really prevented an incredible war between the two countries. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget reading like what Ronald Reagan did and what he did in order to have that is he literally got curious and he started asking Gorbachev, like, you know, like what really matters to you? What is it that you, and they, he found a connection, right? Right. So he yes. literally bridged and through that acknowledging of what was ma what mattered to him and how he was the same, he was able to to develop that peace, which then got to the success side. Now, if you you see when anyone else is in ego, they're not doing that, right? That's why they're always fighting against they're the pushing, other person. Right? They're pushing their own, or in in avoiding and and avoiding, they're just taking it all, right? That's exactly what I'm trying to say, right? And then they have to react. And this is all coming from pre previous traumas. Like, mm -hmm. if this isn't happening in the day, you know, wherever he felt rejected before, wherever he, you know what I'm trying to say? It's, it's not, the illusion is, it's the current circumstance. The truth is, every circumstance is actually neutral. It should, the, the, the past should have no effect on the present, right? The well, the, like... So if every situation and every circumstance is actually neutral, mm -hmm. it's, our thoughts are not neutral, but the circumstances. So as we judge the thought, as we judge the circumstance, we're bringing the past oh, yeah. of what really happened to us before that we never found a way to become successful in. We're just, we're recreating the past over and over and over and over again. And that's why it's like, you know, like you can either, because like, the way to heal it where it doesn't keep happening is you heal it and then you no longer have those triggers because you've literally healed the past. So you're not recreating because the truth is there is no freaking past. It's only ever happening right now, right? You, the illusion is there's a past and then there's a future. I've never been to the future. Nobody's ever been there. Because not it's not in yet. the future. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. But, but oh, every time you get there, there's still a future, right? The future is never now, right? And then the now is the only thing that is really happening. And the past, there is no such thing as a past. 
all of what they mean by that is they're just images um, of certain experiences that we made meanings to and then held to into our physical body. So we have these emotions that we've never healed. Does that make sense? So essentially what you're saying is to get past this and to get to this perfect stage, right, of success, we or being curious, we have to heal the past first, right? We have or, to, or could, we, we, or could we get by it without healing it fully, or is it always? Well, and again, there's really no past. So what we're doing is we're just re yeah. reimagining the whole thing all over again. So we do have to clear that um, misunderstanding and misconception of because there is another way. See that we think mm -hmm. there was no other choice available in the moment. You think in the moment that you got, like in your interpretation that you got rejected, you think there wasn't an in another. Um, way to be successful in that experience. Yeah. But there, that, is, that is not true. In any moment, there are infinite level of things that could change, that literally could be in a, another a choice that you could make. But in the moment, you were doing the best job you can, no judgment. You were doing the best job you could at the time with the resources and understanding and awareness you had at the time. Most of these traumas happened um, that I've done with work with. That's why, why would a business coach heal traumas? Because it's everything that stops you from implementing my str the strategies I'm going to tell you to do that are going to make you so successful. So that's why I spend so much time talking about traumas. And people are like, you're a business coach? I'm like, yes, because I can tell you, I can, it's easy to make money. It's easy to make money. Oh, yeah? That's the easy part. The reason why people don't make money is because of the trauma of the experience of what they believe making money is. If you grew up in a household where it was hard mm -hmm. and you were told based on those perceptions that, you know, it, life should be hard. It should be a struggle because you can't just be valuable without struggling. Yeah, you got to work gotta, hard. You got to, you got to, you got to, you got to work all day, all night, you know, sweats and blood, shed tears. You have to. Do you see? Then you're going to recreate that. But here, watch this. So I'm going to give you, a, you know, always these true stories. So here I am. I'm, I did it your way, that way too, right? Because that's the environment I lived in. So I get, I work my way, I work my way up struggling, 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 build a multi-million dollar company. And I start like, you know, hanging out with really other wealthy people. And so I going to dinners with these people and everything. And I'm like, oh, you know, how did you create your wealth? How'd you create your wealth? Oh, I knew this person who knew this person what the fuck are you talking about? You mean I'm, I'm doing this all myself and you just met people? You mean people just opened doors for you? It could be that easy? Mm -hmm. I wanted to make them wrong. I wanted to like, I was judging them. Like I was, con I was like literally like, you should not be allowed to have wealth if, you're, if you did it that easy. Do you know that every single person I know that, is, um, that has wealth and sustains wealth, so I'm, I'm a believer of integrating wealth, spirituality, like, which is the truth to me, and then real power. Do you know the people who have real power, real wealth, do you know it's all, they've done it from being easy in the sense of they did it because it was something they loved. They mm -hmm. found ways like the people who are truly happy. I'm not the, talking about the people who are wealthy in survival. I'm talking people who are truly wealthy over here that know abundances that they, that, you know, if we look at the universe, right, I'm going to go out cause it's easier to see sometimes. If yeah. we look at life there, like if we look at squirrels, right? There, you know, squirrels born in the spring, never seen winter, 
know instinctually how to gather nuts and store them. They don't go around with signs going, we'll work for nuts. Mm -hmm. There's no blackbirds that are going around going, we'll work for food. You know, like the food is plentiful. The abundance, the expectation of everything is for us. The truth is we were all born for success and we've been talked out of it. Right. You, you really got me thinking here on like so many different levels, but be, before, before you got to where you're at right now, yeah. what, what was your breakthrough? I mean, you, you, you've definitely been on a journey. You yeah. know, I, I'm, you've definitely worked for other people at times. It, it, what was that big breakthrough though, that you realized, you know, this is my calling. This is what I want to do. You know, um, I, so I, here I am really, really wealthy got the Ferraris, got the houses, got the Porsches. I have all the material things that everybody says, like when you get there, you have arrived. Mm -hmm. And I was like, where the is my arrival? Did you, like, did you, did you, did you get all this yourself? Yeah. I built oh. a multi-million dollar company. I co-owned it with my husband at the time mm -hmm. and for 24 years and I had everything like, the houses, the second houses, the third houses, because you can't, you know, one house, is just two houses are not enough, 4,000 <laughs> houses, right? And then it's like, the, it was all this more stuff. And I was looking for like, where is my arrival? Like I had this, I had somewhere in my beliefs, I had it as a kid that if I could just get there, that somehow then I would be fulfilled, then I would be happy, then I would be joyful. And I just, I was disappointed. I was completely let down. I was like, this is it? Like, after you drive a Ferrari for about two or three, day, uh, three weeks, mm -hmm. it, it really is just a freaking car. And then you start looking at it differently. And I'm not saying people shouldn't, I am not standing for people to not have everything they want. So please don't, don't misunderstand me. I believe um, people should have everything they want. But what I'm standing for is, we have these misconceptions and mis, you know, um, misunderstandings yeah. about what wealth is and that when we're going to get there, we think if we survive, like struggle, 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 that somehow then this is going to be really sweet when we get it. And oftentimes it's the exact opposite. And I coach all those people, you know, I coach a lot of business owners, all of mine are business owners. So um, I coach all business owners and at different levels of success in their companies. And I hear it every single time. Like they're like, I checked off all the boxes and I'm miserable. Like, where is my stuff? Like, where am I going to be happy? Yeah. Because you had a misunderstanding that it was on that. It, the happiness and joy comes from those things outside of us. The, the objects, right? It never does. It never does. And so what happens is, is when you're, if this is what's driving you, right? If a person has these things of like, I'm, you know, a fear of being rejected and that is what's driving you, then because you never heal this, when you get it, it's a letdown. If you heal this, you, this is then their biggest fear comes up. But Mia, if you, if we heal this and it's what drove me, what if I become lazy? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. That's... Oh man, does that bring stuff up? <laughs> Right. What and so, yeah, because I said, you know, the funny thing is, it was when we heal this, because you're actually healed, you realize how much of a choice 
you have about everything. So what happens is you no longer feel like you have to, but you're empowered because you choose to. I'm building my second um, multi-million dollar company because I choose to. But the truth is I don't have to. I don't have to. But I'm choosing to because when we, when we get that if it's not about something out there, we've been lied to. Mm -hmm. It's not about like, you know, oh, when you have all these houses and everything, you're going to be happy. It's not out there. When you can choose to be happy and then from that choice of being happy because you choose it because you really get how great it feels to be happy. From that place of like trusting self, now, what do you want to do? What do you want to play? How much fun do you want to have? You see, I hear all the time people say, well, I'm stopping because of fear, yeah. right? They think it's fear. And it's not fear. I'm not saying fear doesn't come up. It's a symptom. Fear comes up. But really, if you go underneath that, if you play devil's advocate and go down that rabbit hole, and go, okay, what, would, what were you afraid that would stop you? Well, you know, it's always a judgment. Well, like it's not really what they're like a failure. It's like what my mother would say about me if I failed or what my partner would say about me if I failed, right? We invested all this money and I failed. It's what yeah, she all this time, I put myself on the internet. Everybody sees me doing it. It's the judgment. So it's not the fear of failure, it's the fear of the judgment that really stops people, which really goes back to the original trauma. Because guess what happened here, which is what this feels like, right? The fear of judgment that I was rejectable, right? So when it goes back to the same thing all over again, we're in the same little circular, you know, Chinese handcuff trap that we create, right? And we keep ourselves in these traps. And so when you realize that the way out of the trap, the way out of that is to transcend it, right? We, it's really about like letting go. It's really about surrendering from the trap that we've been in, that we don't even realize we've been in. And then when we surrender from that and we start choosing things because we choose them, like feel the power of that. When it's coming from choice, not because you're trying to prove you are good enough, but because you know you are enough, because you chose to be enough, mm -hmm. what do you want to do? Like people think that, you know, again, like they think it's fear when we realize it's the fear of rejection. And then they go, well, what I said to them, I'll go, let's go down that rabbit hole more. Okay. So let's say, um, what, so what if they judge you? What happens then? Well, I will die. They're afraid they're going to die. Yeah. And I said, you know, I said, this is a great thing. Do you know that you cannot, there, there is an illusion that, let me say it this way. Have you ever noticed that no one gets out of here alive? Uh, yeah, it's hard to, to, I guess, look at it that way, but yeah. So the illusion is that you're going to die. The yeah. truth is you're already dying. Your very birth puts you at the fact that you're dying. You're not going to die. You're dying. Oh, <laughs> oh come on. Let's be true. Yeah, no, that is so true. No it's, one's ever really talking. make shit you up, man. They won, right? You are it, dying. You are dying. It's not, you're not going to go. You're not going to go. You're gonna, not going to die. You're yeah. dying. I'm 51. I am dying. I'm not 50. I'm not four anymore. I am 51. I am dying. So like, give it up. You, what are you talking about? Well, there's risk. What risk? There's, where do you think you're going to go? No one gets out of here alive. What are you risking? It's really the fear of judgment. And then inside of the fear of judgment, what people are really afraid of is the shame they will feel from the judgment. But when we heal that, 
what do you what what is left to like you're unfreaking stoppable so like like yeah go ahead please it sounds it, sound, it sounds like like you're there so yes. what is what is the goal next like you had it all and yeah what, what what's next i guess like what what else play play Miro. The fucking thing that, like, you, you know, we were talked out of, yeah. like, what you knew at birth when you when you you knew play was natural. You were born to be successful. How do I know this? So just like the bird, um, who instinctually knows how to fly, doesn't have to go to flight school, right? Yep. You instinctually know how to be successful. How how is this? Because you were born with an imagination. Do you know no one taught you how to imagine? It almost just happened. Yeah. It's, it's your birthright, just yeah. like a bird's birthright to fly. You were born with an imagination. Do you know no one taught you how to feel? You come yeah. with feelings already pre-programmed as your internal GPS. It is an actual guidance system. Your feelings, if you understand the way feelings really are, most people don't understand their feelings. I understand that. You'd have to have a model for all this I'm telling you about. But if you if you... If you understand that your feelings are your internal guidance system and they're telling you at every moment based on the thoughts you're thinking, whether the thought you're thinking is in going in the direction of what you want because it feels good and empowering or in the opposite direction of what you don't want. So, but what if, what if we, what if someone like me or, you know, someone else out there yeah. doesn't have it all? Can we still get that feeling if we, it didn't become successful yet, you know, because I guess we, because I feel like that, that's such a big thing that all of us, you know, look up to getting those things, those fancy objects, those, yeah. but can we still achieve that same level of happiness without all of it? Without well, and I'm not saying you don't, I'm not saying you should give up what you want. I think you should yeah. have it all. What I'm saying is like, to me, the perfect place of happiness inside consists of this inside of each individual where you are like appreciating the here and now, right? Like looking at everything you love about now as you eagerly anticipating the result that you're creating that for the fulfillment of that as well. So there's like this, there's this um, appreciation of now and a full expectation of what's coming. Do you feel that balance? Like I'm not, and that's the reason why they talk about right being being present, being here in the moment. A hundred percent. Like, uh, well, and 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 think about this. It's like the only time you're when you're the reason you're not present is you're in a in a past image or concern. Mm -hmm. So if you are fully here, if you can appreciate what's in front of you, that means you're actually present. And, And you like got me imagining that right now because it's it's wild when sometimes you're just like doing things in a routine but then when you're actually there and it's like the lights turn on you get a tunnel vision you're like i'm I'm sharing this moment with this person right now we're talking this is happening and yes and where do your best ideas come from right here and this like when you're turned on tuned in when you're in the present and you're just so loving like Mm -hmm. that's when all your great ideas that's how all that stuff comes it comes easily it's actually doesn't come from striving and struggling 
Why do they say to sit in meditation? Why do they? Because when you quiet your mind, which means you're no longer worrying about the past or concerned about the future, when you're actually here, everything that you want, your insights will be on high alert. You'll see opportunities. Your timing's just right. You have the ability to say the right thing at the right time with the right person. You are so tuned in, turned on, tapped in. That is what is being in the flow of life is. That is what you knew was natural before you started, you know, being talked out of it. Well, what if you have a crazy hectic schedule and you got like deadlines after deadlines and, you know, expectations and yeah. you know, you're, you're indebted to, you know, people that loaned you money for business, whatever, yeah. like all these things just keep getting in the way. And it's yeah. for everyone, you know, everyone has their, their tasks at hand. Yeah. Well, the first thing is, is it's always going to be about the meaning you're making that, mm-hmm. right? So you're making having debt mean something. You, you're, you're looking making, at it in a negative connotation. Right? Completely you are. And, like, mm-hmm. like, and I, under, I really respect that and understand that. But what I must say, like um, to really show you this, because I think that um, this will help so many of your listeners, that if we can understand this one universal truth, because I only coach truths, not opinions. You know, like my ex used to say, a lot know, of opinions out there. <laughs> my ex used to say, opinions are like assholes. Everybody got one. And I, I really find that really funny because it always sticks to me as an opinion. And not because I, when I started, you know, saying things, I would be like, is that an opinion or is that a truth? I started testing, you know, originally. Now I just only speak in truths. But when I started converting from opinions to truths, I would check in with myself and I would be like, is that an opinion or is that an actual truth? Because for it to be a truth, it will transcend time. It will transcend culture. It will transcend context. So a truth is a truth regardless. So there's actual evidence out there somewhere. Oh, for, yeah. Like what I'm telling you is there is no evidence contrary is what I'm telling you. So a truth is, so this is the universal law, universal law, right? Which is a truth, a universal law of polarity. So the universal law of polarity. Uh, you're, you're bringing me back to school right now. It's exactly right. This is a universal truth. The universal um, law of polarity says nothing exists in this universe that doesn't exist in a whole and equal and opposite. Meaning for there to be an up, there's a down. Mm -hmm. For there to be a left, there's a right. For there to be an in, there's an out. So that means for a problem to exist, the equal and opposite solution must equally exist at the same moment in time, not a different moment. Not a different moment. That means if lack exists, then the equal and opposite abundance must equally exist in the same moment in time. Not a different moment. Mm-hmm. If up is ex- exists, down exists. They're not existing in different moments. They both exist simultaneously. Right? But so does that, that mean that somebody else is also always going to get the short end of the stick? That's not possible because the short end of the stick always has the long end. Got it. It's not, it's not that both are not available. Mm-hmm. We have free will. You're so free, you could choose bondage. You are so yeah. free. That's free will. You have complete free will. But both are existing. The question is, how is it that unsuc- why, what happens to unsuccessful people is they, they go in, they hit a wall, and they keep reflecting back onto the lack side of it or the problem side of it. What successful people do really well is they actually find a way to know, gets, not get stopped, and they always focus on 
the abundance side or the success side or the, where they trust themselves, even if they don't know how. This is where they doubt themselves, right? They're constantly in doubt. This is they're constantly trusting. Well, if one door shuts, another one will open, right? Like they just don't get stopped. So both are true. I'm not saying these people are not living this way, but I'm, I also am not going to say that this is not existing at the same moment in time. Mm -hmm. The question for you is, how do you stop get, getting stopped? How do you start living on this side of the universal law of Valerie instead of living on this side? That sounds like the billion dollar question. Well, the yeah. way you do it is you heal trauma because the, what causes you not to see this side mm -hmm. is all trauma. And everybody always says heal trauma, heal these things. What is the right way to heal? I mean, is it just talking about it? Is it? No, you have to change. It? No, it's not. So there's a little bit more in depth. So you can't, um, and, and I love that you asked that question because, you know, people would say things like I went to therapy. There's a lot of, there's a lot of opinions. Yeah. Yeah. I went to therapy and, and none of it worked. I went to like five different therapists. Um, I went to, I hired the best selling authors. I've worked with like the top of the top in coaching. I've spent over a half a million dollars in my own coaching. Um, and I can honestly tell you oh, over half a million to get coached. Oh yeah. Like all the training I have mm -hmm. and like all the stuff that I did, but what, here's what, you know, and I created my own methodology. Why I created my own methodology is because Everything that I tried that they said didn't work. And so I was like, what is missing? And what I learned that's missing, the key that's a missing factor, is they're trying to do it just through the mind. And I told you, all behaviors are emotional, not intellectual. So they're missing the emotional component. So for us to really heal, that means our, our, our mind, my mind, my emotions, and then my actions all have to be in alignment. Can you see? When you are all in alignment with you and you're not contradicting yourself or in conflict, internal conflict, you are your greatest power. And this definitely takes some training, I take it, right? You can't just flip a switch. And well, that's why we have to clear some misunderstandings because each person has a different trauma. Like mm -hmm. at the end, it's this... We have to get to the point, but what, why it's not a one-size-fits-all, and that's why it doesn't work to just be like, here's the one-size-fits-all program. Um, and, and that's why I only coach um, in my group. I only have 20 people in a group at a time. I never do more than 20. Why? Because every single one of those people has their own, like they all have to come into alignment to heal that trauma. And you can't do that with 100 people in one room, in one session. Like, yeah. How am I, how are you doing that? And so my whole, my whole intention for the rest of my life before I die, my intention is to help 5,000 business owners that will help another 5,000 business owners. So I will have impacted 32 million people before I die. And that's my intention is so that I, my intention is to like remove the blind spots on the personal development world who have it wrong who um, have it they, that they don't understand how a person, uh, so there's a few components, right? We have to first, in order for us to thrive in our life, I had to first understand that not opinions of people, but what were the universal truths? So I teach inside a truth so that people could go, oh, that's the truth. So I had to understand how does the world really work? Mm -hmm. Like how are like the law of cause and effect 
you know, it's a derivative of the, like um, law of attraction is a derivative of the law of cause and effect. But I use the law of cause and effect because people don't understand the law of attraction. <laughs> so they tend to misunderstand that there's no action. They think that if they just think this thought, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And there's an, a lot more to it than that. You have to like, um, there's a whole component of the thought, but then the emotional state of it, and then taking the action inside of that emotional state so that it produces that result. So there's a few more pieces missing inside of that law of attraction. But anyway, the law of cause and effect. So you have to understand first how everything really works. Then you have to understand how you need to get into alignment with you. You have to understand how you work, right? So we're not taught that. We're not taught like that our mind was never meant to be the master. It was meant as a tool, kind of like a hammer, right? So the hammer, we wouldn't expect, you know, the hammer is just a tool, but the yeah. arm that's using it, well, the mind was designed to be just like that. But we have misunderstood this in the entire personal development world. We keep thinking it's in the mind. So we're trying, they're trying to stay, I would freaking want to kill them when they would say, <laughs> well, just think a happy thought, or they would just right. reframe me. They would say, well, just change your mind and think this way. And I was like, if I could do that, I would have already done that by now. Right. Like, if it was that I, easy, a lot of us would do it. These do you see what I'm saying? But, but feel the difference, oh, yeah. what I'm telling you. Yeah. If you shift emotionally and you heal that trauma and you no longer have any misunderstanding about it, and now from that feeling place, you put your mind in, now you're directing your mind because now you're using it as a tool, and now you take action. Miro, how freaking successful would you be? I mean, I'm ready to, I'm ready to try this out right now. I'm, I'm, you got me thinking about all these different ways. And, and now I think it's just about implementing it though, right? At the end of the day. A hundred percent. We get in our mind, we get over-invested. We're like, this could be happening. This could be happening. And now it's like, let's go out there and do it. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, people often say like, you know, they look at my clients' results and they look like they're miraculous, right? Like I have a woman who, an attorney who just um, in two months, she went and created her whole year goal. She made it in two months. I have another dentist who um, just went um, and made, she just in two weeks um, increased her income by 12,000 a week. So she like, the, they look like it's miraculous. It looks like, oh, how did she do that? It's like, I'm showing you it's this simple. The, the thing of it is, is people, they're going to listen to this and go, oh, no, it has to be more harder than that. It, it, it cannot be that easy. You know, when I found out that it was this easy, when I like literally went through my own awakening, that's why I call myself the awakened entrepreneur. When I went through my own awakening, do you know, I was pissed. I was like, it is this easy to create wealth. It's this easy to have things go the way you want. It's this simple. Like, no, it, it, like, cause then I had to forgive myself for my judgment of how hard I had been making this for so long because it was so easy. So there is, you know, I had to be, for, I had to forgive myself. Um, I was making it really hard, but I was taught that way. Right. And everybody. Yeah. And for everybody looking to kind of find out more and, and just get more detail because, I mean, I, I, you, this is something we could go into for days. I know. Days. I love it. I feel like <laughs> yeah, I can definitely tell you've been yeah. doing this for a while and yeah. you're very passionate and serious about what you do. And be sure yeah. to check out Mia Hewitt at MiaHewitt.com, M-I-A-H-E-W-E-T-T. -E -T -T. 
And you, you could even uh, catch your free book right now, which is still yeah. free for a limited time, right? Yes. Mind yeah, it's on my website. It's awesome. It's free. My publisher hasn't cut me off yet <laughs> from, awesome. from charge, letting it go sure for free. Check it out. And, and you know, last but not least, now we're uh, quickly on to our listeners' favorite segment of the show. Welcome to the round with no name because they're all taken. With this segment, quickly going to give you the rules. You get five seconds to initiate an answer. Don't okay. want you to think too much about it. Just kind of... Okay. Whatever your mind throws at you, just speak it. Perfect. Um, otherwise, my producer, my producer, Steve Wiley, he's always lurking in my house for some reason when I do interviews. And, uh, and I don't want to have to deal with him. He, he comes, if, it, if it takes too long, he comes out and he gives me a hard time. And I, I don't like dealing with him. So okay. let's, let's go. <laughs> deep breath, deep breath. Sure, sure. I'm ready. What is your favorite movie? Inception. Ooh, that 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 totally makes sense. <laughs> uh, you're stranded on an island. Mm. The one item you want with you, it can't be a person. Uh, a pen and paper. A big, big, big piece of paper, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I can't take a person, it would be a pen and paper. I, I'm a big writer. I would want to leave. Uh, leave a legacy of some sort of something that I learned inside of that for somebody else to get value. If you had an unlimited amount of money and you could start up any business, not your own, what would it yeah. be? I know as I really would do my own cause I've chosen this yeah, one, but if way. I could, um, you know, I'd have to learn this talent, but I would say, um, a singer. I love singers. I love that artistic ability. I'm not talented. My daughter is, but oh, I, was gonna I, say I would choose that. If you're no. a singer, I want to hear, I want to hear a tune right here, right now. No, my daughter is though. You got to listen to her voice. She's incredible. But she's a, yeah, but she's a biochem degree. She's going to be a plastic surgeon. But if you listen to her voice, freaking amazing. Is she singing on YouTube or anything yet? You, I'll, you'll have to go, go to my Instagram. You'll see her. Um, I have posted a song she played. She just taught herself piano and as a kid. And she played this, she plays, sings this beautiful song. You posted to her before too, right? Oh yeah. I love, my yes. daughter is incredible. I, yeah. I definitely seen it then. Um, how do you drink your coffee? <sighs> oh my God. This makes me laugh because I'm, it's always the same thing. No, I drink a lot. Building it up. No, no. I love this so much because I drink a latte. I have a latte machine and I make my own latte every morning. The funniest thing though, I watch this like what the health. And I saw how much pus they allow in milk. And now I drink it with oat milk because I can't drink milk again. <laughs> Does they allow what? What the health? No, but what what the, did they allow in milk? The movie in, on Netflix is called What the Health? And oh. it's about your health. And I watched how much, they allow, how much pus they allow in milk. And I cannot drink milk again. And I used to have whole milk lattes. And so now yeah. I use oat milk. So that's why I'm laughing. I drink lattes with oat milk in it. <laughs> I mean, nowadays, I mean, I'm the, I'm the millennial here and that's definitely the millennial way. We got to have our oat milk. Or, I do the, I do the coconut or the almond. Oh, there you go. Yeah. If, nice. if, I'm, if I'm feeling it, otherwise black, but. Okay. Nice. Um, what is the one item that you consume every day or maybe it's just something you wear or you eat or drink it, but one thing you need every single day. Mm. And it makes you different. You know, it's really my practice of alignment. Like it has me, what alignment does for me, which is what I coach people on how to find for themselves. What alignment does for me, like so people in meditation, like I hate meditation because 
I felt like my mind can't stop. Like I didn't understand that, but alignment is different. It's where you're in flow and flow is unbelievable. It will give you the ability. It gives me the ability mm -hmm. to be in this world, but not of the world. Mind blown. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, how do we find out more about that? That's in my book. I teach the whole book is on really how to find alignment because that's what I really coach. But most people never come to you and go, can you teach me alignment? They yeah, teach me how can you get out of my, how can I get out of my own way? And what I show them is how to come into alignment with themselves because from alignment, your confidence is easy. Your love of self is easy. Gratitude is easy. Your ability to see the right things at the right time is easy. And I never want people to need me. I'm not like the person going here, come sign up with me and stay with me for years. I want people not to need me. I base my results based on how much my people are thriving without my help. I like it. it's a totally different way of looking. That's why I, I I'm more known as a human potential expert than I am like a coach because I don't coach you to listen to me. I yeah. coach you to listen to yourself inside of alignment so you are your most success because then you make all of your decisions every day that you're living. Miro, the, the thing about being successful is knowing how to make dis effective decisions because you're making tons of them. When you're doing that from alignment instead of survival, you will automatically be successful just by the natural law of cause and effect. I thought for sure you were a yoga person. So I was I'm not. Isn't that funny? Uh, People think yeah. I am, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, if okay. we were about to have a serious business meeting right now, and I was like, yeah. yeah, train me up, train me up. I want to be your next star. Yeah. Walked in with socks and sandals. How would you feel about that? I would fucking love it. I would say, bring <laughs> it, badass Miro. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, we did well. My producer didn't come out. I live another day. Uh, thank you so much, Mia. Humans.com. Be sure to check her out. Uh, there's plenty more where that came from. Let me tell you, yeah. plenty more. Uh, yeah, definitely been a pleasure. Looking forward to seeing, you know, what so the fun. brings and what's next and, and you building your uh, number up to 5,000. Mike is yours. Do you have any uh, closing thoughts for, uh, for the listeners? No, man. I just want to thank you so much for having me on Miro. I just, um, the thing that I would want to give to everybody else is when we think we're not enough, then we're always looking for validation from others and outside of us. And that is the number one problem I see that all entrepreneurs, everybody runs, but entrepreneurs as well. Um, when we can implement self-acceptance, self-worth, and self-praise, we are freaking unstoppable. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Love it. All right, man. Have fun, guys. All right. That is all for this episode of Boss to Boss. Your next step is to visit boss2boss.com, where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is boss, the number two, boss.com. And remember, the time is now. <laughs>